Welcome back to another episode of Organic with OG Adriana, a podcast that explores the intersection of authenticity, mindful consumption, and radical motherfucking healing. I am your girl, your host, Adriana, aka OG Adriana, if you're nasty. And y'all, I am back for another week on this motherfucking podcast. Mike did not expect to have a hiatus at all, but y'all, it's airy season. It's my birthday month. It is more specifically my birthday week. So I'm going to just do what I want. Y'all already know when it comes to schedules this podcast definitely does not have one we try to get these episodes out at least bi-weekly um if not i will definitely let y'all know and keep y'all posted but that being said this episode y'all is a very very special episode if you read the description um if you got the hints from the title um you'll know that this topic of the week y'all we might get emotional we gonna talk about the motherfucking feels today um but before we do that you know i like to talk about current events current things going on in my life and honestly as far as current events going on in the world i don't give a fuck about nothing else y'all it's airy season i am very much channeling 18 year old adriana energy by saying don't look at me don't touch me like nothing of that shit i'm not i'm not interested i don't want to hear nothing y'all got to say goddamn i'm going to be 30 years old i am officially a grown-up in my brain um so yeah i haven't been paying attention to current events um we do have our first black woman person on the supreme court the house did decide to pass this little cannabis bill that they've passed before that's probably not going to get passed in the senate um joe biden on the same white ass bullshit the world is on the same white ass bullshit um britney griner still ain't free free my nigga britney griner um but yeah as far as current events y'all that is the depth um or that is the most depth rather we are going to get into them today because like i said it's my birthday month week all that shit and goddamn i don't feel like talking about nothing else but myself clearly (laughs) um but yeah just like for my couple weeks past honestly the biggest change of my life going back to work into the office has happened y'all i have gone back into the office um if you don't know now you know i've been working from home virtually for more than a year and it has been amazing it has felt great um it has been so comforting and the anxieties of having to go and be around other people and having to readjust my routines it, it's fucking annoying because first of all, like I'm feeling the weight of capitalism so heavy on me and it just, I'm just reminded of that all the time. I'm reminded that I am literally with like operating within this matrix that is capitalism, that is all of this shit, all the things that um, I hate all the things that I hate about employment, all the things that I hate about the huge company that I work with and just my personal moral and ethical compass does not align with employment. 
especially the type that I have that is kind of frivolous, that doesn't even matter in the grand scheme of the world. Like, I'd rather be saving lives and, nigga, I ain't really doing it. And that's, yeah. Y'all, share this podcast, guys. I'm trying to get some sponsorships, some grants, so I can get the fuck out because I have no motherfucking time to be employed. Goddamn, sheesh. It's the nuances that come along with the burden of employment are just so much. And being back in the office, although it is not terrible, the people are not terrible people that some humans are more annoying than others. But for the most part, they all seem pretty chill, which I can't complain about, but don't like it. Not interested. Ugh. But <sighs> enough about my last couple weeks. And honestly, that's all I have to say other than. Yeah, that's honestly all that's been kind of new. I've been just adjusting to working in an office format fucking weird but yeah just to recap a little bit before we move on last week's episode was entitled this shit is practice featuring lynn was an episode where me and artist who is based in houston texas however is from birmingham alabama um she is a rapper's rapper a fucking amazing ass rapper also a vocalist um a songwriter just a dope young woman and I had the privilege of talking to her and chopping it up we talked about the music the feels we just a whole lot of things y'all so if you have not listened to last week's episode um entitled this shit is practice feature my girl Lynn go listen to that if you have not streamed Lynn's album middle of madness go stream the fuck out of that because I ain't had to give a beast a bitch a two-piece in a minute goddamn so if you don't go stream my girl I might have to goddamn get right back in it <laughs> see this is why i'm not a rapper i i literally take rappers bars and make them sound fucking corny and ridiculous <sighs> send help but <laughs> yeah that's enough recapping i guess listening to the things that i am currently ingesting so we can get to the topic of the week because i am really so excited but yeah <laughs> be right back all right so you know when i say the things that i am currently ingesting and this goes without saying at this point honestly (laughs) but i say that shit i mean all the many ways in which you can ingest things into your body your mind your spirit your aura um whether that be what you're eating what you're drinking um the drugs you're taking goddamn um the hobbies that you are partaking in the company that you keep in all things that can influence your being um yeah by way of ingesting them right so to just get started um as far as food and drink y'all i had been on my period thank the lord that i was on my period honey because i ain't trying to have no babies and i've definitely been participating in baby making activity goddamn and this uterus is not at all (laughs) trying to harbor a kid until next year goddamn so i mean no (laughs) let me chill but as far as food and drink because i have been on my period y'all know we've talked about this many times i have been craving salty and spicy things um i have been drinking lots of yerba mate no coffee but i'm actually craving iced coffee so if i drink a lavender latte it'll be my first one in a week and a half which i'm very proud over um but yeah i have been drinking yerba mates pretty much daily just to get me through my days especially my work days because as i said i've gone back into the 
office and being there at work fucking drains me. Having so many different energies around me is so, so draining to my spirit, to my soul, honey. So, yeah, definitely, definitely have been drinking the Yerba. Um, Yeah, that's kind of all when it comes to like food and drink. I haven't eaten anything like weird or random or new. Um, have I did eat cheese while I was in my period? I was craving the fuck out of that. At this point, I just accept that I consume cheese when the fuck that I want to. Um, as far as like labels, I definitely still use the label plant based. I'm I don't give a fuck. You can fight me, goddamn. Like, like I said, I ain't had to give a bitch a bitch or two. Why do I keep wanting to say a, bi- a beach? See, this, okay, I'm going to stop reciting lyrics, goddamn. I am not a rapper. I am not a rapper. Nah, but, um, yeah, you can fight me, goddamn. If you don't like me using plant-based when I still eat cheese, like, suck my dick, honestly. I'm doing what the fuck I want to. I'm being led by my ancestors first, so I don't give a fuck about your weird-ass PETA standards or whatever the hell. Um, but yeah, nothing honestly new has happened. I did go to this Italian restaurant for called North Italia, I believe it's called, um, in the domain in North Austin. And it was it was decent. The food that I got was pretty good. I had like this ravioli type veggie pasta. The broccolini was fucking fire, I will say. Um, but yeah, other than that. Yeah, no, I haven't had any really great food. And the food, like I said, at North Italia was very mid. No one else really liked their food um, except for me and my child. Um, But yeah, something else that I did want to sneak in before I get into like media music in this ingesting segment is cannabis. Now, it is no secret that I love cannabis. I love to ingest it for recreational purposes, as well as to manage things like anxiety and depression. Although at this point in my life, I feel like I can manage those things without cannabis use. Nigga, I'm gonna hit the blunt. I don't give a fuck. But I say all of that to say, and I wanted to add this into this segment, um, that one perk that I view as a perk, at least, of going back to work into the office is that it has really kept my cannabis use kind of in check. And it has kind of really brought to my realization how much fucking cannabis I've been using since I've been at home all of my days. Like literally I would not go fucking 30 minutes without hitting a blunt or hitting a bowl or something like that. Um, whereas at work, I can't really do that. My hours or my breaks are very spaced out. Um, so I got to plant accordingly. Um, and I'm not smoking like large quantities of weed, obviously during that time, because, um, time is limited. Also, you got to watch your surroundings, honey. You never know who gonna open a big ass motherfucking mouth or you never know who gonna ask to hit the blunt and you have to tell them no and then they're gonna get salty and open up a whole different can see this is the reason i don't need to be working but i will say i am grateful that i've gotten a chance to step back and really really assess my cannabis use um and kind of cut back it feels definitely good to do that i will say um but yeah just jumping right into media y'all i haven't watched much of anything um now i did finish the second season of bridgerton it started off a little bit slow i thought these indian women were black which i mean technically all the indigenous people of the world in my brain are black um but yeah shout out to bridgerton i don't want to give too many spoilers i did enjoy the season did find it weird that the duke wasn't a part of the show even though i did know before the season even started filming that it that wasn't going to be a thing that he had 
was not coming back for next season. Um, however, you know, I did. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed the development of all the other characters that were not the Duke and the new Duchess, the old Lady Bridgerton. Um, but yeah, finished Bridgerton. I I liked it. I can't really complain. Like how it ended. Um, I definitely wish there was more to the season, but the, it, there leaves so much room for, um, you know, a season three. So that was cool. Um, I've been watching, you know, random YouTube drops from channels that I subscribe to nothing too specific, um, podcast things I haven't really been catching up with. Honestly, I've been listening to the same music over and over again, which we will get to. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I also was able to watch the Oscars. Now, the Oscars came on a week before the Grammys came on. Did I know that the Grammys were a thing? Did not know that the Grammys were happening right now or or when they did rather. So I watched nothing. I saw a part of Jasmine Sullivan's acceptance speech. However, as far as the Grammys go, I did not see much of anything, but the Oscars, I was able to watch the full show um, again when I was still working at home and I could sit my laptop right next to me and just watch the whole thing. Of course, wow, I did to talk about this in current event so i guess i'll talk about it here the fuck will smith and his little gi joe ass fucking slap to chris rock the shit was hilarious it was comical i've watched it from every single angle you know i've watched will's speeches afterwards all of it is very great television um i'm not mad at will smith um i'm not mad at chris rock i ain't mad at no one it was great fucking television all y'all white people keep your names out of our mouth don't worry about our business let us black folks have this moment um and that's all i'm gonna say about that that is the reason the will smith slap clips that's the reason i went back and what i think it was actually on hulu streaming um but yeah i streamed the oscars um the performances were amazing shout out to beyonce of course crying tears always when i see that woman perform um shout out to the cast of bruno or bruno shout out to the cast of encanto who sang my favorite song you already know i go up for we don't talk about bruno goddamn shout out to that song um and shout out to all the other oscar performances that i can't really remember right now because it's really late and i'm really trying to get this episode out to you guys but that being said just moving right along to music like i said did not have the chance to watch the grammys i have not watched a single grammy performance actually um oh i did see a piece of silk sonics um acceptance speech where they were flexing their ego a little bit i found that very clever and brilliant especially after the year that they had but y'all i'm gonna listen to a whole bunch of the same music whole bunch of lynn whole bunch of jay soda whole bunch of teddy the legacy um not too much new except for this brilliant fucking album entitled marigold by one of my favorite vocalists of all time alex l along with producer jack dine they make fucking amazing music together marigold has been on repeat i've listened to the album every single day um i don't have any skips however my favorite song is by far square zero that song is so different the production the bridge oh my god it is so angelic and it kind of reminds me of king and i I understand how people, or I understand that to an untrained ear, goddamn, um, how some people would compare Alex Isley's music to the music of King. However, you know, I personally don't 
always see that but this specific song square zero definitely i see the similarities um another song love again is the story of my life like love that song so much also oh on and on i love but y'all square zero that's my jam i'll report back next week to see whether or not that's still my favorite song but as of now love that so shout out to alex isley and jack dine for that project marigold um you know kaylani and justin bieber have a new song i don't even know the name of the song didn't bother to write it down it was cool you know i wasn't going crazy i am excited for kaylani's album however yeah that song didn't do much for me um but that being said y'all i really don't have much to say i'm being so short-winded this episode one because i'm fucking tired two because i really want to talk about myself and the topic of the week because the topic of the week is me goddamn um so yeah let's get right into it okay y'all so this week's topic of the week um so instead of yeah having a formal topic of the week and instead of doing like a a cool little interview chat situation with a dope ass person um yeah i had the cool idea to have a dope ass chat with and about myself so if you don't know now you know this is my birthday week my today when i'm recording this it is april 7th my birthday is this coming sunday april 10th i will be 30 years old and yeah y'all it it's so interesting right so when you're growing up you hear all these stories about all the lessons and all the trials and tests and joys and fun and all that shit that you'll have in your 20s but you don't really understand that like how much of a reality those joys will be until shit you're living them and you're actually like or you've lived them rather and you reminisce so yeah i decided to get in my reminiscent bag i decided to get in my nostalgia bag and go through every year of my 20s kind of talk about some pivotal moments of every year of those or of every year of my 20s and kind of talk about the lessons that I learned each year of my 20s and then to wrap up this topic of the week I'm just gonna give a recap of like the most pivotal moment of all the greatest lesson learned of all um some of the greatest trials and tests that I went through during this time and also my top five favorite moments of my 20s um, as this chapter of my life comes to a close so yeah let's get right into it to start year 20 y'all the year that i officially was not a teenager anymore was a crazy wild year for me that was the year that my child was born i was actually pregnant on my birthday um, this was the first year, you know, that I tried therapy on campus at UTA and I was given like antidepressants and that is a whole nother story in itself, which we will get to. Um, yeah, I, this was the year, right? I became a fucking mother. My life 
was no, I was no longer solely responsible for my own life. I was also responsible for the life of another human. Like the shit was fucking wild. And, you know, I really had to, I had a strict plan for my life growing up being an intellectual girl, an intellectual black girl. We talked a little bit about this last episode with Lynn, but growing up and really having that plan is really hard when you have to deviate from that plan and you have to let go of whatever expectations you have for yourself. And I really had to learn that this year. Um, and by this year, I mean year 20, right? <laughs> so yeah, I had to really, really come to terms, you know, with the fact that I would never know about having no kids in my twenties. I would never experience that. I would never understand from that point on what it felt like to be an adult so to speak, even though I do not consider myself as an adult, as a 20 year old. Um, but yeah, I would never, you know, get to experience life without a child. And I really have to come to terms with that. And that's something that I took super, super hard. Um, that was super hard to reconcile with, because like I said, I did have such a strict plan on my life. I, I knew exactly what I wanted, you know, because I was pregnant also this year just to move along um I started my natural hair journey I stopped getting perms and shit because I heard that wasn't good for the baby so um by the time I actually turned 20 I had been natural I probably had some like permed ends because I never did a big chop I transitioned my hair um, which was okay because I guess when I was first transitioning you know my curl pattern was pretty loose anyway um and we've talked about curl patterns and things like that on this podcast. Um, I have a mixture of them, but when I was transitioning, it was like super loose, like the curls. So it wasn't super hard to blend with my permed edges. And I just kind of trim my ends and stuff along that way. Um, but yeah, after giving birth, y'all, this year I suffered extreme body dysmorphia from going to having an extremely athletic build with, you know, hidden thickness. You feel me? Um, obviously I've always, well, not obviously, but I've always had like big legs. Um, I've always had titties. I've always had, you know, a little bit of belly, a little bit, but you know, I've always been rather athletic. My body had always been pretty small, you know, even looking back when I was like bigger than the skinnier framed women, um, I was fucking tiny, you know, to think about. So after having a baby and watching my body change from getting bigger titties, from getting a bigger belly that would not go away, from having a little bit of hips and some ass and some some thigh meat that wasn't there before and all these things. So I started to experience extreme body dysmorphia. I started to really feel that I was 10 sizes, and this is not an exaggeration, bigger than in reality what I was. Um, so yeah, that's kind of when after giving birth, was was really a time when my mental health came into question but not as far as healing it but more so like what the fuck is this I don't know what all these feelings are I don't know how to manage it and why is this bringing up so much old stuff (sighs) so so crazy so that brings us along to year 21 of my life um when i got quote unquote engaged started planning a wedding um i was still trucking through school during this time you know i wasn't working i did have the the leisure you know at my son's dad's 
son's dad's expense to not be working. And, you know, I was able to just focus on school and focus on being a mama to our new baby and try to get a grip on this mental health, even though, uh, yeah, this, this is kind of when mental health things started to decline for sure. Um, this is the year and y'all I'm getting real transparent with this because we've had all the trials. I already know. Um, my audience are definitely millennials. So, Y'all are probably all getting past your 20s, if not at the tail end of them. Um, so the struggle, y'all already feel me. So this year, um, we broke our lease, my son's dad and I, on our apartment because we were fearful of getting evicted. Um, so our apartment just let us go out with a broken lease, goddamn. Um, and we ended up moving in with my son's dad's family, his mom and his stepdad granted they are very religious people at that time you know we were going to church i was being this good christian mother housewife you know um, even though i started to see these little nuances in the church that i did not fuck with especially having a kid especially growing up especially coming from a you know like just starting to really develop my worldview, I started to really, really have problems with the church. So I started going less and less. That A lot of that was because I started working. Um, eventually, when we moved in with my son's dad's um, like family, because nigga, I don't want to be there forever. So I need to make some bread so I could, you know, find my way out. Um, and granted, at this point in time, my son's dad and I were fighting a lot. We it was not good. It was violent and ugly. And um, he's a Leo son. I'm an Aries son. So we are both very combative. We both argue similarly um but and we don't get or we don't back down rather so we were constantly butting heads in really extreme ways and it was just <sighs> that coupled with you know the stress of living under the same roof of my then mother-in-law my son's grandmother who was not too fond of me like I was definitely a Jezebel or I felt at least like a Jezebel in their eyes so that was definitely an interesting situation I will say before we actually moved in is when I, I started going on this I started exploring plant-based lifestyles, right? And I was definitely introduced to the lifestyle by Fully Raw Christina. And she'd always mention, just try incorporating a Fully Raw meal in your day. Try to incorporate a vegan meal in your day. So I started incorporating like meatless Mondays around that time, just in hopes of getting my body back, in hopes of, um, you know, getting the health stuff back. And this is also the time when I started to watch the documents, you know, the, it wasn't what the health at the time, I, I what the hell is it? is definitely recent but then it was forks over knives um and cowspiracy i started really really getting into that literature those documents or like rather in documentary form and yeah it was what a year my 21st year crazy year i got a tattoo from one of my favorite tattoo artists who i was madly in love with and still am i literally follow like her foot page on instagram like i 
fuck with this artist so so much so i finally got touched by her and uh, she was just so fucking fine dang that's so interesting it's it's cool to see the memories that i didn't write in my notes kind of pop up because i did not write about this artist um go follow crystals tatted with a k K R Y S T A L L S. I think it's underscore tatted um but you should be able to find her. She has a pretty large following, especially in the DFW area where she tattoos at and where that's like her home base. Um, but yeah, hit up Crystal, y'all. And she was definitely not written in my notes, goddamn it. I had to mention her fine ass because she is so fucking fine. Um, so yeah, I guess we can move on. Oh, the age 21 was time when I reconciled with some trigger warning childhood trauma that I did not know exist I think it was a time when I was interacting with my son's dad and all of a sudden a repressed memory of some childhood sexual trauma again trigger warning um from a very young age flashed in my head and it was like at that moment all of those memories came back and it's interesting how our brain protects us and this is something that since i've gotten into mental health this is something that has constantly replayed itself within my life it is very very interesting how our brain protects us and the coping mechanisms that we really develop because nigga i had repressed entire experiences that ended up being very 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 pivotal in the way i was i was treating people and the way i was moving about the the earth but i had completely um like repressed those memories so this was the year that i had to reconcile with that and that's a story in itself if y'all would like me to talk about that um definitely let me know i this is definitely not a subject that I'm going to come forth and just speak about freely because I don't want to trigger anyone and I know that trigger warning childhood sexual trauma is something very very difficult to get over i you know doing the work um it was difficult um but i will i cannot say that i had the i cannot say that it, that trauma is the worst trauma that i've endured in my life and yeah (laughs) so yeah if you want me to talk about anything like that if you want to share your stories if you want to come on here like that um i guess hit me up but moving right along to year 22 this was the year nigga when i told my baby daddy nigga i you trapped me and i ain't trying to be with you like literally i i just realized that we were not going in a good direction the plan was actually to break up with him before south by southwest right and um you know, rekindle our flame when we're both at South by with our homies, you know, on separate paths. You know, we have this new baby. He's staying with my mama, you know, everybody chilling. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, that we were going to break up. I was going to be a little thought and then we're going to get back together. And it was going to be a dope little moment. Did it happen? I argued, projected some shit on him. He argued back because fucking Leo's and that was not good. So that was the year that we really ended things. Um, granted i was still living under his mom's roof i fucked one of my co-workers randomly at the roof of our job and y'all this is super transparent um but that was the first time you know i had had sex with anyone other than my son's father since i had been with him you know so man doing that was fucking crazy under his mom's roof the ghetto well i didn't fuck the dude under the roof i fucked him on the roof of my job which is not 
my mother-in-law's house. But y'all feel where I'm going with that. Um, Yeah. Oh, that was my first. Wait. Oh, yeah. Like I said, that was the first year of South by Southwest post baby. Um, But yeah, I got kicked out of my mother-in-law's house um, for just, I don't even know, just arguments with my son's dad and just so much stuff. They didn't like my tattoos. They, They really viewed me as a Jezebel. Like, I do feel that very strongly. And I understand that it could be some traumas that I'm projecting to make it seem as if they viewed me as that. But I don't know. There's very little in my brain that you can say to sway me from that. Um, but yeah, so, um, I was, I actually did give them like a move out date and I had an apartment secured. However, it was not going to be ready by that date. It was not going to be ready until like 10 days later. So y'all, these niggas really kicked me out of the fucking house. So I did hold a grudge for years for this shit. They kicked me out of their house. Um, I had to go chill in a fucking hotel until my apartment was ready i went to go stay at the apartment the apartment is in the ghettoest of the ghetto of the motherfucking ghetto but i just wanted to truck through it i wanted to just to get through it and do what i had to do you feel me um to survive so that my baby can survive but this is also the year year 22 we're still talking about that i began working in the airport and y'all when i tell you Working in DFW Airport has to be a like one of the most transformative moments in my life. You know, I met the person who went on to become one of my greatest teachers in life. We had an amazing relationship when it was amazing. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, our interaction was amazing and it taught me so much. And I met that person this year, year 22. Um, and we kind of started hanging out and, you know, I, I was just happy. I was kind of having my second whole phase, honestly, before, um, I decided to, take things further with this person you know but year 22 I really got to like live a life that I hadn't been able to live um while I was planning a wedding while I was trying to be this mother and this wife and all these things to this man all these things that while I am I wasn't ready for and I was also going about it in a way that wasn't authentic to who I am as a person you feel me does that make sense um so yeah just moving on to my Jordan year goddamn year number 23 um this was my first and last roommate situation um I love the house location I found this on a whim the person that I moved in with was a (laughs) she was a close friend of mine you know, at the time. However, just our habits, our lives just didn't coincide. She ended up having a boyfriend who moved in who was literally pissing in bottles. There was literally shit in the shower from this nigga's ass. Like, I, that is a whole another situation in itself. Um, but that year, I really, really learned that I cannot live anyone with anyone unless it's my little brother or unless it's my spouse or my child but other than that I have no desire to live with any human on this planet like I know that I physically can't do that um so oh I also went to jail this year that's a different story which fucked up my school situation um because I was not able to um get my money back and which turned into another fucking ordeal with school and stuff like that um but yeah that fucking happened and it turned into my never-ending debt with no goddamn degree because what the hell of course um 
dang, what else happened this year? So yeah, I, year 23, I made it official with this man, my ex who I met at the airport and yeah, we loved on each other for as long as we could until I started projecting all of my triggers. You know, this was the year that I also started weaning off of my psych meds. If you don't remember at age 20, that's when I kind of started on antidepressants and things like that. I started to wean off of them. Weaning off of one drug, specifically Lexapro, caused extreme suicidal ideation within me, more so than I had as a kid. Um, This was like the first time in my adulthood that I really felt myself feeling like I wanted to unalive myself um other than like when I was going through like little postpartum things um but I really I I didn't feel like I had a grip on it um when I was weaning off the medication which is possibly a side effect but it's a hard ass side effect who the fuck wants to go through that um yeah, so just a whole lot of debt, a whole lot of... There was a whole lot of action for my Jordan year, goddamn. If Michael Jordan didn't do shit else, he gets to the action on the court. And my Jordan year served to be a very actioned year, goddamn. Um, so yeah, um, year 24, you know, I was with my ex-person, you know, who I've talked about on this podcast, my most perfect ex and things like that, who I don't view as anymore, obviously. Um, But yeah, we started going through things. Like I said, I started projecting all of my triggers. We were in two very different emotional spaces, you know. The man was very mature and I was very immature and our levels of maturity and immaturity kind of clashed and you know it was it was just a lot um but i will say in seeing that relationship with this person who i idolized you know um in a way see to see that start crumbling it really motivated me to want to embark on this healing journey you know and so i dove head first you know I this is the year that I became vegetarian this is the year that I just all the things right that I really really started to focus on healing my ex and I officially broke up that year even though we did not stop our interaction at all in the way that people that normally break up do um and this is the year that I kind of started social media I guess you can say even though I don't have a super big platform obviously but this is the year that I started making YouTube videos intentionally I was actually monetizing those YouTube videos at the time because the monetization things were um a lot different than they are now um and yeah I started to really search for my purpose and I I started to be led on a path that felt so affirming to who I am without even being super intentional about doing things that affirm who I am. Um, but yeah, that brings us to year 25. So, um, it's so interesting, you know, to just be re or reminiscing about each of the years in my twenties, because literally year 25 doesn't seem too far. So this or so far, like, like such a long time ago, rather, I cannot talk at all friends, but yeah, um, my 25th year was kind of a crazy whirlwind year. Um, that is the year when my ex and I, we, we, we separated for sure. Like we definitely stopped sleeping in the same bed every night. We, um, 
you know, we really started going on this path of ensuring that we were, that it was known that we weren't together. This was much more on my ex's part than my part. However, I was just coasting, trucking through it. Um, this was the year, um, yeah, it, it just started like this weird, like cat and mouse chase between my ex and I, where, I was the, or where he was the mouse and I was the cat that would always like chase him and ask him for more chances and things like that. Um, so it just kind of like really started the phase of doing that. Um, this was during the time I, um, I was actually like living in an apartment during this time. I had already moved out of that very toxic roommate situation that I talked about. Um, but my 25th year, this is the, a lot of things kind of happened. So um, you know, break up the eggs. South by Southwest happens. Amazing South by that year, honestly, t- truthfully, so amazing. Um, however, yeah, there was just so much going on right after South by Southwest. Um, I was fired from my job, um, from a huge company that, well, it wasn't a huge, co- well, it is a huge company, but from the restaurant that I worked at, um, in the airport, that I had worked at, you know, for three years prior to this moment. However, yeah, some things happened, some drama, um, some white folks shit, and I was wrongfully terminated. So here I was stuck, didn't have a motherfucking job. I was sad because I was going through this breakup. I was still trying to truck through this healing journey because by then I was completely plan-based. Um, and yeah, I needed a job. So, you know, a lot of things happened during this period of time, y'all, but I was able to manage and to bounce back really quickly. I actually got a new car during this period of time. Um, I moved into what became the last house that I lived in, in DFW, the house that my son remembers the most, um, from, you know, like his formative years. Like that's the house that he will remember leaving for elementary school in, um, but yeah, I went to Japan when I was 25. Uh, just a lot of things happened that year. I was, you know, just really kind of focused on healing and kind of getting over the things that I need to get to. And then the very end of the year, two weeks before your girl's birthday, um, your girl got some of the worst news of my life and that was that my papa had passed away very suddenly it was not expected I don't know what happened I still feel so much guilt around this I am still very much grieving every single day actively um and the grief looks different every day but yeah my papa my best friend on this planet passed away that year um right before my birthday which brings me into year 20 six. Dang, did I even talk about how I became plant-based? I don't, I don't know, but at this point, I'm not backtracking. We, we just, we just going, we riding with it, right? So year 26, right? Um, you know, it was literally just me filled, it was literally filled with me just learning how to cope. Um, I was still having this back and forth interaction with my ex, um, where, you know, we were friends. Like, we really enjoyed hanging out with each other. We enjoyed a lot of the same things. Our deep conversations were very stimulating for both of us. Um, and we also had sexual compatibility, you know, like we were very sexually compatible because we were also very sexually comfortable with each other. So the sex was happening and just back and forth, grieving my papa, just so much shit. Um, but this was the year, you know, I just kind of strayed away from social media. I stopped posting on YouTube. 
I wasn't really posting on Instagram like that. Um, and I was just really going through it, but this is the year my brother graduated high school and this man came to live with me and it was such an amazing moment um because I just really needed that company and I really needed that like companionship for my little brother I mean I never realized how fucking amazing and transformative and how much of a blessing it would be for my brother to move up to Arlington with me um because we really were able to put our heads together to plot my way back home but that just kind of brings us to year 27. Um, this is, you know, when my body finally started, quote unquote, feeling older, you know, my knees started to hurt. I used, to, I started to have to stretch more constantly, more often, um, especially like my hip flexors. And yeah, I was just kind of feeling the weight of getting older, right? Just physically. Um, yeah, I it started to become like super hard for me to lose weight when I wanted to. Um, my ass did come in this year. I was very, very happy. Um, and then, you know, I started one of my, my friends who we was a best friend of mine, you know, moved to Arlington, moved back to Arlington, should I say. Um, and there was just such a conflict because our lives, I think our, just our lives and our moral compass were in such conflict that I, I knew that in order for me to grow and in order for me to continue to heal in the, at the pace that I was healing, you know, I really had to create distance between me and this person who I could see was obviously starting to cling to me and starting to do weird maneuvers to get closer to me. So I put, I had to put boundaries on that friendship, you know, and that was a really hard decision to come to. It was a really hard decision to stick with. It still is because I love this person. This person was, we shared a lot of cool, dope moments for me. We were there for each other both there for each other in very pivotal times of our lives you know so I'm very grateful for the friendship that we had but her and I we just were not compatible in that way and I had to set distance like seriously so I can continue to grow I was definitely just triggered by her actions and I needed to set those boundaries um which definitely transformed the relationship and ended the relationship like instead of it being like a oh I understand that you love me but you need some space it was like dang this person cut me off this person hates my guts because of X, Y, and Z. When really that, that was not the case at all. I think I was just very much in this place in my life where my papa had died. I don't give a fuck about anybody on this earth. My papa died. Goddamn. So if I need to push you away or if I need to move you out of the way rather, so I can be the greatest person that I can be, I have to do that. My papa ain't here. Goddamn. I don't give a fuck about y'all niggas. <laughs> now, nah, but moving on to... <clears throat> 20 to year 28 after 10 long years of being in dfw a whole entire decade of being living in that metroplex all the tests and trials i was able um to get the opportunity y'all to move back to austin um with the current company that i'm with um so much plotting happens so much manifesting so much talking to my altar um I don't know if this could be an entire episode, honestly, my plot, my journey to moving back home, the OG homecoming 2020. Y'all, if you stalked me on social media and you peeped those hashtags, that's exactly what they meant. I was literally plotting for months to get back home and it actually worked out so seamlessly. I'm so grateful. Um, 
I enrolled in therapy coming back home. I started this podcast when I was 28 years old. And, you know, I just, I finally started feeling like my life was was good. I started feeling like more comfortable with myself, more confident, more solidified in myself. I was okay with the situation with my ex, although we were kind of going back and forth, honey, a little bit, um, just like sexually, but emotionally, I was okay. I was detaching. I was just feeling good, you know, like starting to feel good. And that's when my journey on this podcast starts. And I was sure y'all have heard so many things, so many stories, which brings us to the last year of my 20s, y'all, 29. Um, I technically completed therapy. Um, I really, really ended things, you know, with the most perfect ex whom I've talked about. Um, I got courted by this dope ass nigga who I'm very much in love with. Like I, I can finally say that I am the woman that I want to be like mentally, physically, spiritually, I've worked my ass off to become this person. And I don't know, the vision The vision is just looking clear. I get to date a dope-ass man. I get to raise a dope-ass kid who will also be a decade old this year. You know, I, I, I get to work on my art and hang out with my friends and talk to cool artists and creatives. And really... I feel like my feet are very planted and my, the trajectory, the trajectory of my life is very clear. Um, but yeah, that, that was kind of a recap y'all of all the years of my twenties, the decades of some of the lessons that I did learn along the way. Um, and just to end this topic or to wrap up rather this topic of the week segment, uh, I just want to kind of talk about like the best, the greatest, the, the ones, the number one moments, right? So first of all, the overall most pivotal moment of my twenties, hands down was giving birth to my child. Uh, I I know sometimes I can be very closed off and passive even when it comes to motherhood because, you know, I do struggle with identity issues or I had in the past. And I want to be sure to keep my identity as a human very separate from my identity as a mother because I don't want to be overbearing and try to control my child in the way that I was because I was idolized as this, as a child, as a belonging, you know? So, but that's a different, um, that's a different topic for a different day. I do digress, but (laughs) the most pivotal moment is definitely becoming a mom because my life literally would never be the same. It can never go back. I would never not be a mother. And I was a mother throughout my 20s. It started at the very beginning of my 20s. Um, so definitely most pivotal moment. Um, greatest lesson learned. This is kind of cliche. It's definitely a song lyric, word to Janae Eichel. But I, the greatest lesson I learned was definitely that change is inevitable, that the world is constantly changing, that everything is changing at all times. The world is nothing but constant change. Um, so learning how to adapt Um, and overcome and kind of get in where you fit in and really, really assess the situations around you and learning how to morph and mold and make those situations work for you, regardless of the ways in which they are changing. That is a super powerful lesson for anyone to learn in any decade of their life. But I think during my twenties, I did a lot of learning the hard way. And that is definitely a lesson I had to learn the hard way, honey, because I am big Aries. I am big bossy. I am big dick energy. Goddamn, and I want everything to go my way at all times. So, um, really surrendering 
to the moments and understanding that it is not realistic for everything to go my way and for me to be able to realistically um for me to be able to like realistically control everything it just wasn't a thing so i really had to learn this change is motherfucking inevitable um the greatest trial or test that i went through was a thousand percent my papa's death um grief is just so unpredictable that it that the feelings that i feel surrounding my papa leaving this earth and transitioning onto the spiritual plane they're just wild. They're unpredictable. They're fucking sporadic. Some days I am perfectly fine. Some days I hate the world. Some days I am really sad. Some days I feel depressed. Some days I feel really anxious, but it's all in conjunction with the fact that the most important human in my life who gave me the most lessons, who are very much responsible for my brain and the human that I am today, right? Um, left this earth. I didn't know how to handle it. Um, and I thought I was okay because, you know, I had gotten into my spiritual bag. I was already talking to ancestors. So I I knew that all I had to do was put this thing on the altar. No, wrong, false. Every single day has been a battle since the day that my papa died. Um, every single day I've had to battle with where I fit in on this earth. Am I going to do his legacy justice? I've had to do these things, right? So uh, definitely the greatest tile. So greatest trial. And to wrap up, I just want to talk about my top five favorite moments of my 20s y'all and this is in no particular order um oh it just feels so interesting i'm really gonna be 30 but my top five moments in my 20s birthing my child fucking dope i want to give birth again i my, my uterus is ready i am ready to have another baby like right now today so i could go through that experience so definitely birthing my child was one of the best experience number two collectively south by southwest south by southwest in my 20s were vastly different than they were as a teenager because i was able to move around the way i wanted to i had bread so i could do the things that i wanted to do um i was becoming a badass bitch i no longer lived in the city so every time i did pop in it was like a movie goddamn because everybody wants to be around your girl so south by southwest definitely the best i fell in love during south by southwest during um with my quote unquote most perfect ex my the person that taught me so many lessons goddamn i fell in love at the very end of my 20s at south by southwest this year but that is a different story for a different day so shout out to south by being definitely collectively one of the best moments of my 20s um another amazing moment favorite moment moving back to austin that is a plan that i had ever since I moved to DFW and started going to school. And ever since fucking Jordan, my, my friend Jordan, who has been on this podcast, Skin Priestess, ever since she gave me that long ass hug when she was sending me off, dog, I've been trying to plot my way back home. So actually moving back here, having a place to live, having family and friends who love me and developing relationships and things with other people who weren't immediately close to me so amazing uh shout out to moving back to austin um my number four favorite moment of my 20s y'all starting this podcast this has been a passion project for me for so long um i do aspire to be a media mogul talk show host i want to have these conversations i want to do the research i want to fucking talk and show my face and make y'all listen to my voice and just do things and save the world um so starting this podcast was a really huge step for me i did tell y'all i dabbled in youtube um but 
I don't know. I have not been so creatively fulfilled that I have to be making this podcast. And I don't give a fuck if no one listens. I work really hard on this thing. And just to see it come together every episode, it it makes me feel so proud of myself. And it makes me feel like the po- my creative possibilities are endless. And uh, just love it. Um, and so the number five favorite moment of my 20s was healing. Y'all, just coming to a place where I held space for myself to be able to heal, dog, there is nothing like that. I am so grateful. I am so thankful for my healing journey. I am so thankful to continue along my healing journey as I move into this next chapter of my life. And y'all, I'm just so thankful to be alive. I know people who didn't make it to 30. It's niggas who did not make it through their 20s. So many people. And rest in peace, pour out libations. Let's have a moment of silence for them niggas that didn't make it through their 20s. But y'all, I did. And I am so grateful for that. Thank y'all so much for letting me share that with y'all. Um, I hope y'all thought about some things. I hope y'all at least learned a little bit more about me if you're nosy. Um, but yeah, if you are still in your 20s, if you're still trucking through, just know the light at the end, it feels pretty fucking good, man. I don't know if the 20s were my best years of my, or were the best years of my life. I am hoping definitely that they were not the best years of my life. Uh, I did learn a lot of lessons. I had a lot of beautiful moments, but y'all, my 30s is about to be lit. I'm fine as hell. Like my brain is fine as hell. I am dope as hell. Like here's cheers to the next fucking decade. <laughs> But that being said, y'all, um, let's go to OG says, because I do got a little bit of something to motherfucking say before we end the last episode of my 20s, y'all. All right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of OG says, where I, OG Adriana, say something about something. Y'all, you know the drill. And this week, we, we touched on it a little bit. Not as much as maybe I would have wanted to. But this week, all I got to say is, when in doubt, Will Smith them the fuck out. Like, I know that this Will Smith slap has been a topic of pop culture discussion over the past week, week and a half, or whenever the fuck the goddamn um Oscars were. However, y'all, I stand with that energy. Like, I'm sorry, no passive aggressive of no passive aggressiveness is kind of what I'm saying. Like literally as I move into this next season of my life, um, I'm really leaving that energy of being passive aggressive. I'm, I'm leaving that out. Like I, I feel that the more y'all we lean into really speaking our truths and really calling out and addressing things that are bothering us that are not feeling normal to us if we gotta slap niggas if niggas gotta get the two-piece goddamn if that has to happen then so be it however don't be passive about the way you feel especially when you're uncomfortable especially when you feel disrespected especially if you're bothered by something like obviously don't be erratic and impulsive which is arguably what happened with will smith but at the same time the nigga went and addressed what he needed to address like i'm positive that whatever he wanted to get across he got across through the power of his fucking palm goddamn on Chris Rock's face. And you could see it in the quivering of his lip as he continued to present Questlove with whatever Oscar that he won. But I will say, honey, 
Y'all, we Will Smith the niggas <laughs> for the rest of 2022. I don't give a fuck. Like, are we necessarily putting our hands on people like in an unsolicited fa- fashion or like an abusive fashion? No, we not. But we Will Smith the niggas with our words. We Will Smith the niggas with our boundaries. We Will Smith the niggas, period, with our energy because we not about to let weird energy around. And that's all I got to say. Y'all, when in doubt, Will Smith them the fuck out because sometimes niggas just be deserving to be put in their place. And sometimes you got to put their ass in their place, especially when it comes to your comfort. Respect those boundaries for real. Respect your personal boundaries um, and let people know when and where and why and how goddamn they got you fucked up and end that shit. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's really all I got to say. Let's wrap up this episode, y'all. All right, y'all. So... You know, I love to end these episodes with some kind of energetic climate, some kind of spiritually spiritually led message to lead us into the rest of the week. And y'all, since this is my last episode of my 20s, honey, and it is a very special episode dedicated to the lessons I learned in my 20s, I thought, what better message than to get from the first oracle deck y'all that i ever bought during my spiritually during my spiritual healing journey i bought this deck about 5 years ago maybe 6 years now ago um and it is called the soulful woman guidance cards by um two women of color that I, it's very, very difficult, honestly, for me to pronounce their names, so I'm not going to attempt to do that right now. However, um, I, I'll insert a picture or something. We'll, we'll figure it out. I will get y'all the link or something to these guidance cards. There is an oracle deck de- dedicated to women, so I'm definitely leaning into my energy of sp- femininity when I ask spirit for clear and precise messages. What do I need to do like i understand that i typically pull these cards for the collective however i'm really pulling this one for me what what is something that i need to look for or that i need to keep in mind when i move into my 30s that can also be of benefit to the collective so i'm shuffling this deck y'all beautiful fucking deck the cards are like this beautiful like burgundy color the artwork on this deck is so damn pretty. Um, so yeah, I'm shuffling. We shuffling, honey. And we pulling. All right, I pull card number 18. Shining bright. I uh, I shine my light and allow my creative power to burn bright. Y'all, <laughs> drops mic. Like, what else is there to be said? Step, I, going into this season am stepping into my power, showing up as myself authentically, period, as I should, um, being exactly who I am at all times and shining bright along the way. I'm stepping into that energy. I encourage all of you who are listening and who are hearing this message and this word, goddamn, to lean into that same energy. Literally shine bright in who you are. Stand affirmed in the person that you were supposed to be on this earth seriously and don't deviate from that at all again let me read this oracle card before we wrap up um i pull number card card number 18 shining bright i shine my light and allow my creative power to burn bright god damn it 
But yeah, that being said, y'all, that brings us to the very, very end of this episode. A very special episode to me. The last episode that I will record being a 20-something. I am moving into the season of motherfucking 30. I'm a grown-ass woman, so don't fucking try me. Don't look at me. Don't touch me. Don't try my boundaries. Don't try my motherfucking brain. Because, nigga, you lose it every time. If what? If you ain't with me, you against me. Whatever Kanye said, goddamn. It's either my team or the losing team, goddamn. And that is just how I feel, period. So, y'all, as we move into the season, just for all of us, may we be as creative as we can. May we be as dope as we motherfucking can. Or may we show up as authentically as ourselves as we possibly can. But that being said, y'all, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate y'all niggas so much. Um, it means the world to me that people have listened listened to this podcast for over a year and counting and we still rocking and we still having these conversations and these these discussions and we are still inspiring each other to be accountable for our actions and think mindfully and or rather live mindfully and show up who we are and fucking heal as a means of activism. I'm so happy to have had these conversations and to continue to have these conversations and to continue to see where this podcast goes. But now I'm just ranting. Let me get off this mic, y'all. Thank you so, so much. The next time I see y'all, I'll be 30. So nigga i don't know what's next but something good is gonna be next um but follow me on all the things you can follow me on instagram at og adriana you can also follow this podcast instagram at organic with og where i post podcast updates and aesthetic things doing dealing with this podcast um if you want to see some cute ass baby pictures of me definitely go over there because i'm positive the promo for this episode will be lots of cute reminiscent baby pictures of your girl um but that being said Thank you so, so much. I appreciate y'all more than I could ever say. Uh, I appreciate, I just appreciate life in general. I am so thankful to have made it to the age of 30. Almost, goddamn, we almost there. We'll be there on Sunday. But I'm so happy to be able to share my experiences with y'all. Be transparent with you guys. Be transparent with myself in hopes that my journey and my testimony will inspire someone else to not give up because there are many, many times that I wanted to give up. But like that, <laughs> that that's really it. I love y'all. Thank you so much. Talk to y'all next week or sometime eventually. <laughs> Bye y'all. <laughs>